Hi, I'm Brenda. And I'm Jessica, and you're listening to the Lifting You Higher podcast. Where we like to take heavy topics and lighten them up. Our goal is to encourage and lift you up on this journey we call life. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. It's February 18th, and this is me, Brenda Hoppus, and Jessica Carter. And we're so glad you decided to join us this evening because we are continuing to talk in our series that we've been talking about. Yes. And that is concerning, um, well, first we started out that God loves you. Yes. And that um, we are to love ourselves, Mm -hmm. and then we're to love our neighbors. And so um, we talked a lot of last podcast about how to do that, what that really meant. And that is basically... In slang lingo go means we're supposed to be witnessing. We're supposed yeah. to be out there in our daily lives, mm-hmm. discerning the opportunities to spread the gospel and talk to people about Jesus. Yes. Sometimes that means we have to repair our reputation. Sometimes that means we have to uh, maybe wait a little while for the perfect timing to do it, but always be on the hunt mm-hmm. for an opportunity to say, talk to someone about Jesus. Yep. And then we talked about how, how you actually lead someone to Christ, that it's not a scary thing. It's not a, you know, written in stone. You have to say that, you know, you have to do this. They have to say that you will pray. They pray, you know, it's, yes. it's, um, it's, it's not, there's nothing religious about it. Mm-hmm. Let's take that out of it and let's just make it personal and get it real. And as long as you hit the points that God is the only God, that he had a son named Jesus that died on the cross to forgive you your sins so that you can join the kingdom of God, as long as you hit those points, then you can say it and they can say it and yeah. they have to say it because the Bible says they must confess it. So yes. they must yes. be participant of it. Yeah. Otherwise you're just talking to them. Um, so as long as they are participating and they are saying it, that too, then you are leading someone to Christ. And it's yes. not something to be afraid of. It's something that um, that we should we should be doing every day. It's just yeah. that, that, I mean, oh, I'm not no no pressure. I'm not saying you should be leading someone to Christ. No, every but day. we should be a witness be, every day. We should right. our lives should represent who we have living inside of us. So that's right. And the people around you, your neighbor is not just the person that lives on the south side and the east side of you. Yep. Your neighbor is your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Your neighbors can be your family members. Your neighbor can be um your the clerk at the doctor's office yeah you know the the clerk at the grocery store you know your neighbor can be is everybody yes yeah Yeah. everybody you have you come in contact with okay so so that last podcast was kind of about a personal your your living zone Mm -hmm. but as a christian as someone that loves god and wants to love their neighbor you also have to have a global picture okay i mean because god has a global picture all right he's aware of everything that's going on on the earth so we need to be aware of that we part of our life as a christian we should have a global picture too Mm -hmm. and so how do you get that global picture well first you have to understand that that as a christian we have a call on our lives to 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 Go first go to Samaria. How's it? Uh, I'm going to get the scripture wrong, so don't get mad at me. But um, is it Samaria? To Samaria and Judea, to the end, Judea and then and the, the ends of the earth. And to the ends of the earth. So how do how do I approach that? Because that's that's 
I live in Oklahoma City. How do I approach that yeah. big picture? Yeah. Okay. Well, you preach, you approach it by that some of us are called full-time ministry and some of us are called part-time ministry. And so um, Jessica kind of is in the full-time ministry. Yep. Whereas for me, I'm, I, I have a secular job. I work in the, in the business world. So my calling is going to be um, <laughs> kind of like a side hustle. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I've sense. got my job where I go to work and sometimes I get to, and I get to witness on my job. It's very, you know, you gotta, you have to be a witness because being a witness on your job is by being a good employee. Yes. Showing yeah. up on time, mm-hmm. doing your job, volunteering to do extra, helping out people, being a great coworker. That's a witness right there. Okay. And I'm telling you, that's the truth too. Mm-hmm. And you will be rewarded financially for that because they will want you to be in this department or that department because yeah. they know they can trust you. That's a witness too. But, um, but on the side of that, you, if, to have the global picture, you need to be thinking, how can I go to Judea and Samaria? Mm-hmm. How can I get out into my community and in a, in a bigger way with, with a group of people and really do something for the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so you're full time and I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm so go for it, Je- Jessica. <laughs> Ta-da. Um, yeah. So I'm full time ministry. Um, okay. So you can be a full time, well, but how you- did you, how did you know you were supposed to be full time? Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's a good story. Yeah. It's a great story. Okay. Um, so in 90, 1999, uh, I went to a youth Congress and they were like, come down to the front. If you feel God is calling you to be a missionary. Well, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be a missionary. I'm not going to be any of that. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to be. A, my goal was to be a teacher. Well, like where, like where I am now. Anyway, um, and then like, I don't know, eight, seven or eight years ago, God reminded me, hey, guess what? Remember when I called you then to be a missionary? Well, I'm calling you to be a missionary now. So. And that's why, I mean, I, and right after that, I had gotten, I got the job I have now as a missionary. Wow. So. There you go. Yeah. And see, for me, I was, I've been working, I've always worked, but I knew um, one day, and this is what happened. One day I was going to a Saturday morning volunteer meeting for a dr- dramatic performance that we were going to put on for Easter. Mm-hmm. And I was driving and I was getting ready to go. And God just impressed me that morning to read Ezekiel one through five. Mm. Out of the blue, I mean, <laughs> can I tell you? Because I was pretty much a New Testament girl. I was yeah. like, you know, I got something in the New Testament, you know. Yeah. I was like, Ezekiel, one through five, and um, and I as I began to read it, I just started crying Aww. because it was like, and I believe at that moment God was calling me, mm-hmm. not full time ministry, but that I needed to be involved in ministry at sure. all time. You know that that this is your job is mm-hmm. you have two jobs job where you work and then job to spread the kingdom the gospel yeah. and so um so what i did is i i said okay and i was very um because i work in the business world and corporate world i was very conscious about i wanted to know what i was talking about mm-hmm. i wanted to do it in a professional way sure and so um i actually went to ministry school in the evenings for two years i went to ministry school because i wanted to be ordained and i wanted to be licensed and ordained because i wanted to be taken seriously yeah yeah i didn't want to just be one of these <laughs> i don't know how to describe it but you know just fl- you know like fluttery butterflies that come in that have no yes i know no <laughs> teaching no you know no 
God bless them. You know, they just have no, nothing, no foundational knowledge at all about about what the, is in the Bible. Yeah. But they're they want to spread the gospel. Well, okay, but you need you need to be undergirded. You need to know what you're talking about. And yeah. and I knew that I was not disciplined enough to do it myself. So I I went to school at night because I wanted to I wanted to be able to say I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I I know it. I may not be able to articulate, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> And so, um, so I went to school in the evenings and then I, um, I, I always felt called to women to, uh, minister to women. And so I, um, that's how I started is I, I did get some education on it because I really did think that I was not, like I said, I was not self-disciplined enough to, yeah. to read the Bible and, and train myself. Sure. You know, some, some people can do that, but yeah. I was not. And so, and so then from then on, you know, even though I worked, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five, I was always and will always be involved in something uh, in the other time mm-hmm. for, to advance the kingdom of God. So yeah. what, ha- so what is, now this is a key, what is the advancing of the kingdom of God on a global perspective? Because yeah. most people don't have a clue what no. that is. It's like, uh, I don't know what that is. And so, um, I mean, I, I know what it is, but most people don't have sure. a clue as to what it is. And yeah. that's, again, that's because we need to be educated. There's nothing wrong with that. And mm-hmm. so go, Jennifer. I'm Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. You'll know that I have, I am like, um, I have people, I, when I get either wound up or really excited, I forget people's names. <laughs> it's okay. I'll call you anything. Yeah. And um, anybody that knows me that knows that. <laughs> Just people. I mean, honestly, you could call you could sit, call me coffee, and I'd turn around and say, "What coffee?" Anyway, <laughs> it's not the first time I've done that. It's all right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. But it is. It's just I don't know what it is. It's like a tick. I have yeah, like it's a all right. deficiency. Hey, I mean, at least it started with the same letter, so we're I good. I know. I just get. I just get. Like I said, I need practice on articulating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call, but I can't articulate. It's all right. Okay, so like we've been talking about, you could be called to different areas. So, like for Brenda, I'm gonna, um, I would say you're probably called to business and maybe the religious communities. But, um, before we like super dive deep into that, I'm gonna tell you there are seven. They're called seven mountains of of influence. Yeah. Um, and you can find a lot of information about these um, on the internet, on the interwebs. But, um, okay, so let's go through the seven. And I'll kind of give you an example of um, what that involves. So the first one is business or technology. So that would be the construction um, or e-commerce or computer work or even finance. So everything revolving around business and technology um, the next one is a religious community. So we're talking about nonprofit ministry or nonprofit organizations, ministry. I just have, so under business and tech, it's so important that we have, if we have not learned anything in 2020 and 2021, is how we need godly people. Yes. In those areas. Yes. Because when they are not, what do they do? They are do ungodly things. Mm-hmm. So it that alone is a huge example of. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the biggest, probably the top three is like business and technology, government and education. Those are kind of like the big, that's my opinion, but you could have others. Okay. So religious community is nonprofits, ministry, of course, um, 
biblical studies, spirituality, and theology. Um, number three is education. Um, and I found this kind of interesting that environment was involved or in this category of education, but environment, nutrition, research, teacher, and schools. And then, of course, um, the next one is media, which is... Have we yet learned in 2020 the millennia? I mean, come on. We need we need some God-fearing people in the media these days. So that includes printing and publishing, broadcasting, journalism, internet, and news. Um, number five is family issues. So human development, marriage and parenting, abuse and addictions, health care, and homelessness. Yeah, so if any of these are kind of ringing close to home or like ringing in your head, maybe you're maybe you're called to one of these spheres of influence. Because let me tell you, if if godly people, people of God, do not fill these positions, mm-hmm. they will be filled by people that are not of God. Yes. And what do we have when we have people that are not of God filling these positions? For example, let's look at the the family mm-hmm. mountain of influence. What do we have? We have abortions yeah we have it's okay to um not get married and have children yeah it's okay not to take care of your children because the government will take care of it um and if you don't think there are people out there that think that that is true Mm -hmm. there are people that say okay i'm pregnant i'm having a baby the husband is somewhere else now the wife the not the wife but the mother of the child is like okay i'll just give it over to to um, the, um, well, I want to say DHS, but in other other states, it's called something else. Give it over to, you know, the state, local and um, people that to take care of it. Put it in a foster home, mm-hmm. you know, um, and yeah. I'll just go on my merry way, you know. And so, if you don't think there are people out there that of that mentality, let me tell you, there are. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's again because we need godly people in those positions to teach people godly ways. Yes. And, um, and when we don't, we have breakdowns of family. We have breakdowns of, uh, schools. I mean, we're just, we're, it's finally, (laughs) I think being revealed. I think we're finally taking the, the blinders off and seeing, Mm -hmm. finally, we're getting a good look of what happens when we don't have godly people in these areas. Yeah. I mean, it's playing out right now in, in government. So, um, and that's actually number six is government. So the um, political arena, defense and safety, the justice system, um, border issues and civil rights. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't Christian people in these positions right now, but a lot is happening in, in the U S especially right Mm -hmm. now. So we could, we need Christian people in these areas. So, um, and then the last one is arts. So performing arts, uh, movies and drama, um, artists and, and music. Yeah. When we, uh, well, again, we're watching that played out right mm-hmm. now in our world where, um, you really can't go anywhere anymore on any TV channels and yeah. not see stuff that is, that's not of God. Mm-hmm. That's not of God. It's like, um. Well, I'm just going to hold on to yourself. I'm just going to be plain and serious. Yeah. Okay. It used to be I could watch Hallmark movies and it was a safe place to go where I didn't have to see things that are not of God. And that's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. Hallmark has decided to branch out and embrace 
things that are not of they're just not um not appropriate to watch not appropriate to watch that's right and um if you believe that god is god and jesus is your savior this is not i don't want to watch that stuff Mm -hmm. anymore and so wouldn't it be wonderful if people of god were in these positions that would say no yeah no or say and this is happening slowly but happening or say okay we're gonna go over here and we're gonna set it up right Mm -hmm. you know the world can do you know you want to do that fine but we're we're establishing this in a godly way and we're going to do this in a godly way that other people can then be a part of it yeah and so we just need to infiltrate (laughs) because if we don't infiltrate if if people of god don't really infiltrate into these areas they will be filled by people that are not of god yes and ladies and gentlemen can i just say and this is my opinion and if you disagree that's fine we can disagree but jesus is coming back soon and if we don't stand up now and and put our foot down enough is enough there is so much inappropriate things happening on TVs and movies and news, fake news. Now is our time. We need to stand up. So that's just my little soapbox. And we can disagree, but that's fine. But we've got to do something. And we've been talking about loving your neighbor. And now is our time. We've got to stand up. We've got to, we've got to be a voice. We can no longer sit back and just let the world do what it's going to do. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because... That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We're not here to go to church once or twice a month yep. and feel good about ourselves and then go in the world. We are here because we are supposed to be actively involved, mm-hmm. involved in the movement of God to spread it. That is why you're here. Yeah. This earth is just a temporary place. This isn't our permanent home. We're not, we're not supposed to be comfort, comfortable here. And, and we're not here to collect um, stuff, stuff either. Okay? <laughs> no. I mean, God bless you if you live in a fancy house and have tons of money. I mean, like, let's be friends, okay? Yeah. God bless you. I, I have nothing against that. No. But if you are in that situation, you're in that situation because God has a purpose for you mm-hmm. to be there. You're probably supposed to be in one of these seven mountains of influence doing some major um work for yes. the kingdom of God. Yeah. So it's everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody mm-hmm. should be needs to have a global view of how they can move the kingdom of God forward. Yes. Because that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We're not here to collect cars, collect jewelry, collect purses. <laughs> that we are here for the movement of God. Yes, absolutely. And um you can be called to one or many of these uh, mountains of influence. Um, I know for myself, I'm called to two, um, two mountains, um, business and religious community. That's, I mean, that's what I am. And they do change because at one point I was called to the arts and now not so much. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I think when I look at these, I think I'm probably, um, I, I don't know so much as business, I, but I work in the business, but, um, I'm the family, you know, I do mm-hmm. some prison work and it's, it's, it's the family. It's just, it's, if you don't have people in prison trying to show these people a better way to live, yes, they'll just come back to prison. And then 
and I'll tell you, as for women in prison, let me tell you about women in prison. 50% of, of the population have children. So in Oklahoma, it is anyway. So if you send two women to prison, one of them has children. She's going to prison. The children are going into the government, um, to what we call DHS. They are mm-hmm. now going into child care for the, that the government, the state yeah, has. Yeah, human services. And so they're human services. So that means they're going either, they're probably going into foster care or if they're going to another family member who has to take care of them and has to be monitored to take care of them. And yeah. so, and we don't know, I mean, it might be a good situation, but it might be a bad situation. And so now yeah. they have a parent in prison. The cycle begins, mm-hmm. you know, and so that cycle has to be broken and God wants to use, it, it can be broken by the, you know, the mother in prison who is now, um, confined and trapped. <laughs> and so now, you know, I've got an opportunity to tell her yeah. about Jesus and tell her how she can change her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I, I would think I'm probably like, yeah, I could see that. Certainly not government. Uh, no, I would not make a good person in government um and um who knows maybe we're media now since we're spreading the oh, good news i forgot that's right we are we are a podcast so we are out in the world wide web <laughs> yeah. i forgot about that so yeah the, so we were in the media we both are in the media now because yeah. we're both decided to do this but um but yeah you need to have a global vision mm-hmm. of what you're supposed to be doing because it's, it, you have the one-on-one, and then you have the big picture. you yes. got to have a big picture. Yep. Yeah, and don't let this overwhelm you. Because I know, like, thinking globally all the time can just be so overwhelming because it's, a, you know, like, where do you go? What, what's your next step? So don't don't let this overwhelm you. But this is, I mean, but you kind of got to know where you're being called to so you can do what God wants and yeah. and, and really fulfill your purpose that he has for your life. And, and everybody has a, everybody has a global picture. Yes. And you're a cog in that wheel of the global picture. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying, okay, get out there and, you know, change your state or, I mean, that would be awesome if you had to, you know, if you could do that. But, you know, you have a, you're the cog in the big wheel Mm -hmm. to make that happen. Yes. And, um, and, you know, uh, machines can shut down. And crumble and not work if a little cog is missing. Yeah. So you you are missed and you are needed in there to make this global picture. Yes. And um, so, yeah. And, and Jessica is going to have these seven mountains of influence on um, our on our show notes. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll make sure to add them to Facebook. But um, as always, like if we mention something like a long list, I'll make sure to add those to the show notes for you. Yeah. So then there's like a third. So we talked about it, whether you're called to mm-hmm. full-time ministry. Yeah. If you're called to do it on the side with, you know, still working. Yeah. Or there's a third opportunity we have to serve the kingdom of God. And that is we all know that we're supposed to be a part of a church. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to um, belong to a body of Christ that we are a part of. Yeah. And when you're a part of something, you contribute to it. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you contribute to it? That depends on what your giftings are, but you need to be a part of it. And by that, I mean that you are responsible to serve your local church. Yes. And that can go from a greeter to um, usher. Usher. I don't care what it is. Children. I'm whatever. sure if you went to your pastor, he would be like, 
there's a long list. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know. Which one you want to? What, what do you of feel? The body's <laughs> doing all the work for 100 percent of people. Yes. You know, pick one you want, and we are responsible. I mean, it is like a. I don't understand how that that chink, the, how that little block yeah. of information got lost in our DNA as Christians. Because that it is not that it is your responsibility to be a part of mm-hmm. your local church doing something. Yeah. And if you don't get that, that is a that's like a chink in your armor. Yeah. I mean, and there are seasons of rest where you don't have to serve, but I mean, if you're not serving, like, well, okay, there is a saying that goes around um, here, at least here in Oklahoma, but that um, not. 90% of the work is, or no, 80% of the work is done by 10% of the, the people. So we, they need your church, your local church body needs your help. And I'm not, you know, just do it once a month. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, not. you're, that's the best way to meet new people to, you know, especially if you have visitors come in who don't know Jesus, you get an opportunity to share a little love and light into their lives, you know? It's important. The work. I mean, if you are a greeter, you are the face of your church, and it's an important job. Yeah, and it and it and if you're saying, okay, I don't want to do that. Don't make me meet people I don't know. Okay, fine. So you have to find your place Mm -hmm. in your church. Well, first of all, you you need to be a member. (laughs) That goes. Please understand that you must be a member of a church. You must be a member of a body. But then you need to find your position in that. And I know for me. you know, I didn't feel comfortable greeting people because I, I, I was, believe it or not, a little, uh, you know, I was a little uncomfortable. With well, sure. I mean, yeah, you don't and, have to greet. Right. But... And, um, and I didn't want to be in the parking lot doing that. <laughs> and I didn't want to be an usher because I thought their jackets, I didn't like the jackets they were. <laughs> I didn't that. So, so pathetic. But anyway, I was like, I don't want to wear one of those jackets. And, um, but our church did not have a cleaning, did not hire a cleaning service to clean the church. Mm-hmm. Um, the pastor wanted... The ministry is to take one Saturday and each ministry clean the church. So my first serving my church experience was, yeah. I think it was the third Saturday of the month. I may be wrong, but I, I would show up at nine o'clock and from nine to 12, we would clean the church. And there were specific jobs that they had a chart that you had to do. Yeah. You know, you had to clean the bathrooms. You had to mop the kitchen that was used for like serving food. You had, you know, all these little ticks you know, mm-hmm. vacuum the sanctuary you know all these things you had to do on that sure. chart you had to do um, as part of the clean crew and so that was my first ex- experience of serving my church is i would just show up and i would clean the church and and i remember as a baby christian i just loved that because i thought i don't at that time i didn't know any giftings i had i didn't know what gifts i had yeah but i just knew i wanted to you know be a part of it mm-hmm. and and so um even so is you can you don't have to we're not talking about trying to be associate pastor yeah <laughs> don't do that <laughs> we're not talking about you know trying to um lead something i mean if it works out that that's the way it happens praise god awesome but you know be in choir you know be yeah. okay so be in choir <laughs> you know oh my goodness the choir leader would probably like you know jump up and joy <laughs> that he, they got a singer yeah. be in children's ministry oh my god the children's ministry person would probably be like yeah so I need yes, help. We'll you. We yeah. need someone in nursery or we need, you know, help me, you know, mm-hmm. teach these kids or something. And you can do it. Or, you know, if you want to serve people, serve food to people, just be a part of your church. Yes. Because if you're not, 
if you're not a part of your church, that is, like I said, that is a chink in your armor. Something isn't quite whole. Yes. Because that is the whole, that's the wholeness of God mm-hmm. is serving your family at the church. Yeah. And, and your children need to see that. Yes. Again, we're just, you know, if you have children, we're discipling our children. But also, if you love, okay, so if, if you know that God loves you and if you love yourself, you're going to be overflowing with love to give and light to give that you want, you'll want to serve. I mean, because serving will help you <laughs> not be so overflowing. And, yeah, in, in your focus as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's a part of your family. Do you serve your family? Yeah, you do. You serve your natural family and you need to um, serve your spiritual family. Mm-hmm. And by being a part, and, and the Bible says that we are supposed to be a part of a body. We yes. are not lone wolves. We talked a hundred times about that in previous podcasts. So you need to be a part. And so that third part of serving is serving your church. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's, we're going to stop here and, um, and finish this podcast. And we just want you to know that we love you. We do. We really, really do. And um, I know it's tough out there. And sometimes it's scary out there. But we want you to remember that you are loved, that you are beautiful inside and out, and that you have a purpose and you are needed. Don't ever forget that. You are all those things. And um, we just want you to be blessed and stay safe.